Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Too Smart for This. I am your host, Alexis Barber, and today I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, I've been getting a ton of questions in my DMs about my journey with MS, and so many people have asked for like a breakdown of what happened, and I feel like it's kind of hard to like put it all in a YouTube video or something because it's like not a very visual thing. And this month, um, I have a lot of medical things happening. So I figured this would be a great time to just break down all of this. And if you're not interested in this or if you don't really understand MS, like totally fine to skip this episode. I just wanted to be there as a resource for people who are dealing with this in their own lives or with loved ones because I know that it is unfortunately a common illness that a lot of people have to deal with. So with that, um, in this episode, I'm going to start by like breaking down what MS is and then move into a little bit more about how I found out about my diagnosis and my treatment. I want to emphasize the specific issue with this disease is that it is completely unpredictable and very specific to the certain person that it has. And that gets into the nature of like what it is. So I never want to say that, you know, one thing is what you should do or what you shouldn't do. I just want to share my experiences as someone who's had this for almost seven years now. So with that, what is multiple sclerosis? So MS stands for multiple sclerosis, which is according to, you know, Mayo Clinic, a disease where the immune system eats away at the protective covering of nerves. So if you all were in like bio class when you were growing up and you knew about the myelian sheath, the myelian sheath that protects your brain's nerves is what MS basically is attacking, meaning that when you do an MRI of the brain, you can see these like white lesions that are showing up that are just demonstrating that that nerve is like disintegrating. And so because there's no protection on that nerve, the incorrect signals can be sent to that, therefore resulting in a myriad of different issues affecting your physical health. So for me, that means like my immune system is technically like overactive and is attacking its body, which is the problem. And so those symptoms can show up in different ways. So in getting into how I found out I had MS is I was 14 years old. I was at summer camp in Wisconsin and I sort of lost feeling in 50% of my body, like straight down the middle on the right side of my body. Like if you were to pick me like with a pin on each side, I wouldn't really have been able to feel it on the right side. And that was combined with like headaches and exhaustion. And um, obviously I was at summer camp. So 
I was missing out on the things that I like really wanted to do and no one knew what was wrong with me. So initially, because I was in Wisconsin, they treated me for Lyme disease, which like nobody ever found a tick. Like we didn't really think I had that, but that was sort of the only logical decision for them to make then. So was treated for Lyme disease. And then I went home and like my mom was like, it's not Lyme disease. And so we went to a ton of different doctors and I was eventually referred to a neurologist. And because I had lost feeling like from my um, neck down, we did an MRI of the spine. And at the very top of my spine, you could see a lesion that looked like MS. So we did an MRI of the brain and lo and behold, there were a bunch of lesions which demonstrated like that I had MS. So very rare because the people who get MS in this world um, are typically like 55 plus year old women. And it's not very common among people who are very young. So I was the youngest person that my neurologist had ever diagnosed in his whole like 30 year career. And it was a really crazy thing because like I didn't know what it was. And it is technically like very rare, but it's there is no like cure for it. Um, and so it's a chronic disease. You have it for your whole life and you have to keep it under control. And so I think that having MS and having an autoimmune disease in general, I think many people will agree with me on this, is something that really affects your relationship with your body long term. Um, because by the time I was 15 years old, like I was a junior in high school, all I wanted was to like be normal and get into a good college. And all I really had was this like burden. Um, and it felt like I couldn't be normal. And it felt like really difficult because at that point it was like, what can we do to manage MS? And the treatments were really invasive and changing your diet is really difficult. And it just feels like it, it changed my relationship with my body in a way I didn't realize because I don't think I've ever like really seen my body as something I like love or want to take care of, but rather something I have to take care of, something that's a burden. And because of that, it's been really hard to transition my like dieting, disordered eating mindset into one of like self-love because uh, before I even like realized that I had a body, you know, I was dealing with this chronic illness that became a burden because it kept me from doing the things I wanted to do. Like I couldn't study abroad. I couldn't, you know, do, I was worried about like actually doing drugs and alcohol when I was younger, which is like not a real like issue, but it does make you feel less, you know, normal. And not to mention I was in pain and like being in pain as like a 15 year old, around people like you never want to seem like you're too dramatic or whatever and like it was just kind of really frustrating and I think it really um made a difference in the way that I treated my body long term and I'm still dealing with those repercussions so that is how I found out my symptoms pretty much include brain fog and fatigue a lot of um shooting pains. So there was a while I had to walk with a cane in high school because I like had such bad shooting pains in my legs and in my forearms. And so those were things I was mostly dealing with throughout high school. And through since college, most of my symptoms have been pretty under control, but sometimes there will be the shooting pains or whatever. And I really don't do well in certain weather. So like getting overheated, like I feel like I'm having hot flashes, like I'm in menopause or I'm like walking or like if it's too cold, like my body just hurts. And I feel like those, I, those are old lady things, but it does make me want to like move somewhere warm because I just like 
this sucks sometimes, but at the same time that I'm like, I'm way too hot. I can't do this. So um, temperature regulation has been a big issue for me. Let's just say that. Moving on. Um, treatment for MS is something that I wanted to discuss because there are no like major cures and, but there have been a lot of major innovations in the MS like treatment over the past few years. So when I was diagnosed, um, I was under 18. So they were like, we're going to do the absolute safest treatment that's out there. And it happened to be (laughs) needles. So obviously I had at this point developed a phobia of needles. Um, I had really bad experiences with doctors. Like I have really shitty veins, like just that's the tea. And so I always have trouble getting an IV started or getting blood drawn. So I have a big fear of needles. And so I got my first treatment. Um, It's called Copaxone and you essentially have to give yourself a shot three days a week um, in like subcutaneous fat. So I would do it on like the backs of my, the back of my back, like right above, like my love handles base or not love handles, I guess like above my ass. And it was very hard. I developed like a significant amount of scar tissue that's like never going to go away. I'm very insecure about it. And every other day, and I went to boarding school. So every day I would wake up, my nurse would forced me to do the shots. I did not ever want to do them. It was hell and I really hated it. And then I did that for like, I guess a year and a half. And then it was time to go to college. And when I got to college, I just stopped. Like, I hate to be honest. Like, I want to tell you to take care of your body, but like, it was very hard for me to face my like fear of needles and be reminded that I had this disease like every day or every other day, meanwhile, like, taking the fucking shots out of my mini fridge in my, like, college freshman dorm room. Like, I hated it. And so, genuinely, I just, like, stopped. And my first year of college is when I turned 18 um, that December. So, when I turned 18, my I went home to my neurologist and she was like, if you can't do this, then, like, you need to take care of this. So, let's switch you to a new medication. So, I tried Tecfidera which is a twice daily oral pill. Um, And I thought that would just be a lot easier because, you know, like I already was taking birth control and like I knew how to swallow pills like super easy. I was like, this is fine. The issue with Tecfidera is that I had horrible side effects. Like I would literally have like so flushing episodes where like imagine like you're having an allergic reaction to something where like your whole body turns red, you're hot, you can't breathe. And I would have that for like an hour every time I took my Tecfidera, especially if I didn't take it with two aspirin and an entire like bottle of applesauce to like calm the flushing and that didn't even work. So I did that for a few months and then I was like, I actually like can't physically do this. So no. Then I, um, at that point, took some time off from like really caring for myself. So my sophomore year, I can't say I was like really doing a good job of taking care of myself and I was not, you know, stepping up and doing what I needed to do. And finally, like the August before my junior year of college, I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. So I um, ended up getting like a neurologist. My neurologist in St. Louis retired, so I needed to get a new neurologist at Northwestern. So I got a new neurologist, um, and Northwestern has like the best MS care like in the world, which is really cool. And I talked over my options with her, and 
Mind you, every time I go to the doctor, I'm like literally like about to cry every time I'm there. It's so uncomfortable for me. So she talked me through my options and we settled on an infusion once a month so that I – there was a few options for infusions. There's like once a month. There's like once – I don't even know. And then there's like once every six months. And I settled on the once a month one because it had no side effects. And I would just have to come in once a month for an hour and I'd be okay. And I – that one is called Tysavery. And so I did Tysabri for a while, but the truth of the matter is because I have so much medical anxiety and like going to the doctor, getting an IV, like I would have to take the bus an hour into um, Northwestern Medicine, which is in downtown Chicago. Northwestern is in Evanston. So I'd have to take the bus. I'd have to get there. I'd have to, you know, get my IV started, sit there for an hour while I was getting infused and an hour for them to monitor me. And like, it just gave me so much anxiety. Eventually I ended up asking for Xanax and they were like, or I told her I was anxious and she was like, well, let's just give, let me just give you a Xanax. And I was like, oh, that's possible. So ended up like handling that, but it was very hard to do like as a junior, senior in college, like once a month, like your weekend is gone or your day is gone or you're missing classes. Like it was too much because I thought once a month would be fine, but I was realistically extremely busy. So it was not fine. So eventually after like a year of doing Ty Savory, I was like, I am about to graduate. I'm about to go live in, at the, that point I thought I was going to live in San Francisco. Um, I just like really don't want to think about this anymore and I get so anxious I have a panic attack and I cry every time I have to go to the doctor like I think I just want to go to the once every six month infusion and that one is called Ocrevus and so I kid you not I got my last Tysavery infusion in February and I started Ocrevus like March 7th and let me tell you something about Ocrevus Tysabri is a is a medication that like improves your immune system basically like but Ocrevus is one that depletes your immune system. So since your immune system is attacking your brain and your cells, you need to turn it off so that it stops attacking your brain and your cells, which depletes like your B cells or whatever. And that means you're more susceptible to infections and thus immunocompromised. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, I don't really get sick. Like, whatever. Like, I'll just switch to this one because mentally it's too much for me to go to the hospital every month, especially when I don't know what I'm going to be doing like this summer, all this stuff. And then, of course, um, I switched to this medication literally the month that COVID hit and I become immunocompromised. Like I had a fully, I had an immune system before that. And like, I was like, I'm turning it off. But I didn't really understand what any of that meant. Either way, I started Ocrevus March 2020 and then got my second full infusion October 2020 and have continued to do it since. And my next one is on October 30th. And what my, I typically have like a little bit of an allergic reaction. They give me Benadryl and then sort of takes me out for a few days afterwards because you just like feel sick. But the beauty of it is then I don't, I only have to go to the hospital and to the doctor once every six months, as opposed to once every three months for labs and MRIs and once every month for Tysavery. So it's a very big blessing to not have to focus on my health because it for me is not something I could like really deal with. Um, so that's what I'm on now. That's my journey of my treatments and how I got to where I am with all those. So that is my journey of my treatments and how I got to where I am now. And 
then I guess I can talk a little bit more about what I mean um, with the way that immune, having an, an autoimmune disease can like really change your relationship with your body. And I didn't realize this until this year, but when um, after I stopped dieting and like got rid of like disordered eating patterns, something that happened for me was that I just still really struggled to make it to the gym or to like want to eat healthily. And even though my family has like countless medical issues, like I really have like a lot of bad genetics <laughs> medical wise that like I need to be aware of, like that would never like spark anything within me to really want to take care of myself. And I think that that's because I have never like seen my body as something that needs or deserves to be taken care of because it's always been a burden to have to do that. And so I really want to just like encourage and hopefully like maybe that sparks something in you because it's not something I realized until a few months ago when my I was having a bad body image week and I told my therapist and she was like, this makes total sense. Like you can barely speak about your body without getting upset. So of course you're going to have issues with actively taking care of it. So some things I've been doing to try to reconnect with my body um, amongst like having this like big mental and physical trauma where you feel like you can't do that is like I have been really just like trying to do affirmations and thank my body every day. I've been told that yoga and running will help, but I'm I'm honestly not there yet to where I've been like able to actively integrate those into my life. And I really wish, I really wish I was, but like, I'm not. Um, But I feel like just being honest with you all about how like much this affects me and I didn't even realize it is kind of what my goal was here. But it's still like reconnecting with your body is something that takes like a lifetime. And I recently read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. And I think that one really has been the first step in opening my eyes to how to reconnect with my body um, and realizing like that it's important the mind-body connection exists. But I do just want to say that like it is something that's very difficult to get over, whether you've had an autoimmune disease, whether you've had trauma in other ways in your body. And we're just going to have to figure it out together because I'm not there yet to a point where I'm like super happy with how I treat myself and my body. So I think I like do a good job of taking care of myself mentally, but like physically there's work to be done for sure. And happy to take any book recommendations whatsoever, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like the having MS is what sparked me to like love myself because in fact, like I think it hindered me from that a lot, but it had, it did open me up to like understanding health. And while I understand it logically, I don't necessarily understand, like I don't necessarily like embody it on a day-to-day basis. So that is my story and my journey with MS. That's what I deal with. That's um, I'm sending you love if you're listening to this and have a family member or you yourself deal with it. But just know that we are all in this together and that hopefully hearing this will remind you to take that first step to reconnecting to your body and to caring for it and to loving it instead of being fearful of what it could do to you in your life. And DM me on Instagram if you have any other questions about this. Have a fabulous day and don't forget you are too smart to not love yourself. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I really appreciate your support. So please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. It helps me out so much. If you like this, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber. And don't forget to follow the show at You Are Too Smart for This on Instagram. Have a fabulous day. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself.